Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Fantasy Fitbar Pod. We are the podcast that talks about Scottish football through the unique lens of fantasy football. My name's John. I can confirm that I have not just been for a jobby, listeners. Scobie, have you just been for a jobby? <laughs> I want to retain my job, John. Uh, <laughs> disclose that information. You'll have to release a statement in the morning firing me. So no, I'm here. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm realizing you're going to eventually have to stop with the episode this because it'll just be a very long opening. <laughs> it's at 156 of the fantasy football <laughs> Numbers getting too high, man. How are you? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. I was drinking some uh, some nice blonde lager this evening, seven percenters, which is uh, tasty. Very nice. How about yourself? I guess a bit of, bit of fuzz on the head. Yeah, yeah uh, colourful conversations in this uh, this podcast. Then strong opinions. That's it, and we've got so much to talk about, Scobie. Since we last spoke, and we had Finn Thompson on the podcast talking about stinky fingers. We have seen the biggest game week of the season: ten fixtures across, which we will dissect in part two. In part one, this part we're going to talk about transfer day deadline. And the craziness of that. Most of the stories actually coming out of Pataudry that day. Yeah. We're trying spin Fantasy Football Scotland on that. And then in part three, Scobie will, as ever, go to the Twitter and try and work out what we're doing with yet more double game weeks coming up. It is exciting times. Game week 27, we were excited um, this time last week and he delivered. It was, uh, it was a fun one. Big scores. Some big scores out there. Yeah, yeah, I bench boosted, uh, yeah, and it, it paid off, got like 90-odd points, didn't quite touch the three-figure barrier that I think you did, Scobie, didn't you? I did, well, minus four actually takes me to 96. Fantastic. So, yeah, hope all our listeners did really well as well. And, you know, I'm thinking triple captains, but we'll get into that a little bit later. So, well, yes, just to exactly. start, Let's... start just now, it was um, on the 31st of January, the transfer window slammed shut. You know, I think deadline day, Scobie's lost a little bit of its appeal, you know, since Dildo Gate on Sky Sports News, when the news reporter got slapped in the heat by a pink dildo or whatever it was, uh, by the fans. They've sort of banned the fans. I mean, there's no fans allowed just now because of congregation rules and stuff <laughs> like that. But actually, there was loads of excitement uh, around Pataudry. Uh, and it all sort of started off due to Sam Cosgrove, who's moved to Birmingham City for £2 million. Uh, Aberdeen signed him for 30 grand, so that's pretty decent business considering the guy's been absolutely shite this season as well. Yeah. <laughs> but let's not let that take away from how good he was for yeah. you know, the last few years. Yeah. You know, and obviously you want to join a club that has retired the number 22 shirt for a guy who made only 41 appearances for them. Just such a step up in stature, I'm sure, Sam. <laughs> Anyway, this, this created, Scobie, a huge amount of movement at Pataudry and something I want to talk about. My bra in this transfer window, I think, is Hornby moving to Aberdeen. He's come into the Fantasy Football Scotland game at £5.5 million. Listeners, if you're not familiar with him, this guy started at Everton, only played like in Europe once or twice, uh, before he's sealing a £2 million room move, Scobie, to Reims. Um, but it's really off the back of his under-21 Scotland record that he's got this move. He scored 10 goals in 16 matches for Scotland under-21s. That's a record. 
and he'll be playing alongside other Scotland under 21 players such as Ross McCrory, Lewis Ferguson, Conor McLennan. So could be good news for Aberdeen, Scobie. And is it? Yeah, I think a great signing from from what I know. We've heard of him. Um, the, the the try before you buy has become increasingly popular, um, not just in Scotland. It feels like across across the border as well. Lots of loan signings with the option to make them permanent. Is this one of those? Um, I don't. I don't think there's an option to buy at the end of actually. I think it is just a pure loan signing. I see. Yeah. Look, good transfer anyway, and it was. It was um, the dominoes sort of fell very quickly. Curtis being gone as well. Curtis being gone. Thank the goodness for that. Force, how will you? How will you survive the second half of the season? No <laughs> Bruce Anderson. <laughs> Bruce Anderson has moved to Hamilton on loan. He has. Um, um, if- interesting, but this is we'll maybe get into that one later. But yeah, that was a that was a sort of interesting move across there. McCrory, that's obviously now become uh, permanent. Yeah, mm. a good window for Aberdeen. You must be happy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, considering, yeah. I mean, look, three strikers have gone out. Florian Camberry's come in. You know, eleven goals and fifty three for Hibs. You know, subject to international clearance, might make his debut at Easter Road this weekend. That could be quite interesting. Callum Hendry. Bit of a strange one from St. Johnston. Obviously started a number of games at the start of the season. Didn't score. Lost his confidence. You know, wait and see with that. But you can't argue that McInnes hasn't rolled the dice this transfer window. Yeah. Um, so, been quite an interesting one. What uh, transfer window signings caught your eye? Score? Um, yeah, there was quite a bit throughout. So, I think we've already covered a few of the ones that were the, the maybe the more eye-catching ones. Um, the brophies and, and whatnot. Um, but one that came in just quite near the end, I thought an interesting signing. Uh, Gibral Diani signed Ooh. for Livingston, a six month loan from Grasshopper Zurich in Switzerland. He's made 51 appearances for them, seems to have fallen out of favour. He's an ex France under 16 cap, uh, played in a pretty talented crop of players there. Um, more than anything, I trust Martindale. And Martindale says he likes what he sees. So, um, yeah, good signing. Good to see someone like that join Livingston. Hmm. You know, I don't know, but had they not gone on this run, someone like that going to consider joining them? You know, they've always, I think under Martindale, even even when it was with Holt, because I know he was in that director football almost role and he did a lot of the personnel stuff. They, were, they, they have been noticeably bringing in some um, bigger, better, more exciting prospects. Um, so, you know, that's not surprising. I, and I think he could be another another interesting one. He's a sort of centre-mid, defensive-mid, bit box-to-box. Um, so, yeah, interesting to see if Diani becomes becomes the man in Livingston. On the other end of the spectrum, John, what was your January transfer gnaw? My gnaw... Oh, God, I don't usually have got no, but I'll try and put it. Uh, <laughs> Scott Wright has now completed his... How move. did I know it was going to be Scott? <laughs> I, Scott Wright. I will not believe it. <laughs> <laughs> he's completed his move to Rangers, so he's become basically fantasy football Scotland irrelevant, though I did note he was added to their Europa League squad. Um, but interestingly... Always a quirk in the game that we like, Scobie, is that if, listeners, you have three Rangers players and, indeed, you have Scott Wright, you will now have four Rangers players. And unless you transfer one of those Rangers players out of your team before this game week, you will get no points throughout your team. Throughout the team? Yeah. 
No, wow. Because we had a similar situation when Turnbull joined Chelsea, didn't we? Start of, um, you know, last season, start of the season. But I didn't realise it was no, no poi if you did not get rid of one. Ah, you'd be donutted. Donuts. Wow. Don't want to do that this week. <laughs> not with a big week coming up again. Uh, yeah, Scott Wright. And uh, yeah, we've, I think we've made our feelings clear in that and you have too. Um, nice to see all the Aberdeen boys wishing him luck on Instagram though. I mean, what's that about? It's going to be, just if you if a Hearts player went to Hibs and you saw them written, good luck, and like a green it's, love heart. Yeah, I hate to sound like the old man, um, but, you know, in the words of Danny Yosin, that is football now. <laughs> the and game's gone. The blue love hearts and stuff, it's just like, what on earth are you doing, lads? Like, come on. Anyway. Bit of an odd one. Mine not. Um, and, I, and, I, and I swear I'm not doing it on purpose, Celtic fans, Craig Gagan. But mine not. I, I would throw this one out there, a hot take. I think Celtic have got to look upon the transfer window as a whole as a not for them. Mm. I don't think it was a good one. The good things that came out of it, they sold for Pong, they made quite a lot of money from him. I think now, I mean, every Celtic fan that you will bite your ear off telling you just how bad he was and just how good a deal that is. I never heard them saying that when he was playing for them, but um, it was becoming abundantly obvious that they, that they were not fans of him. Um, 10 million, good bit of money made. They were beaten to Ben Davies' signature by Liverpool. What a strange situation. The <laughs> Scottish and English champions both chasing Preston North End centre-back Ben Davies. Um, surprisingly, uh, the English champions got him um, but they did get John Joe Kenny that Irish connection running strong and brought him in on loan um, had, hadn't really done anything I don't think under Ancelotti at Everton uh, well it, it's difficult at Everton isn't it you know Seamus Coburn's obviously a Premier League stalwart right back so he's not got a huge amount of opportunity there um, and but it was yeah. sold as well it wasn't even a loan it was you know they shipped him right. um, but no I, I take your point you know the you're looking at them as a competitor, you're thinking, you haven't added to your squad, you know, they've, they've sold a right back, so what? Yeah, they've kept Edward, but he's looked disinterested for most of the season, so yeah, you're not thinking, oh, shite, Celtic are all of a sudden going to get a lot better. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wonder if, you know, I was sort of thinking it, at one point, it was like, you know, is that, was that the time to get rid of Edward? It didn't seem like there was a lot of transfer activity um, going on in Europe in general, so maybe, you know, getting back in form, we'll get onto that shortly, but he has started to score some goals again, maybe his value rises by the end of the season. But I think it reeks of a club that is getting ready for a big summer clear-out. Um, and it was almost like, you know, what's the point in spending the cash now? So, yeah, a bit of a... I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't have made me any happier um, as a Celtic fan after that window. So that was my no. Fantastic. Good bros and no's. A great transfer window. And in part one, we've talked about jobbies and dildos. So what more do we need? <laughs> Sounds like my ideal Thursday night. Anyway, we move into part two. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to part two of this week's uh, Fantasy Fit Bar Pod. It's Thursday night. It's Jobby and Dildo night. We're having a great time here. <laughs> <laughs> Scobie's uh, favourite 
pastime. Scobie, there was 10 fixtures in this latest game week, the most of the season so far. I don't know how you're going to take this uh, part on. I'm really excited to, so just fire away, mate. Fire away. Well, we're going to do it a little bit differently, as you say, a plethora of games to talk about and to get through. Um, so I think there were, I've got six clubs that I'm going to, because we wish we could sit here and talk all night about all the games. We won't do that to you. We'll talk about six clubs, which I think has um, good results um, and good talking points from the action. Where will we start, John? I think we should start with Ross County. They did it the hard way against Hamilton. Hamilton opened the scoring after some good work from that man, Bruce Anderson. You were talking about that. I had that talking point in here already. Uh, is he a good signing for them? Um, so it's difficult, right? He's, he's, he's been on a, a few loans um, deals the last couple of seasons that he's done mm. very well in. The most recent one was Air United, where he didn't get a lot of game time and wasn't that successful. But this guy's like one of our most, our record like under-20 goal scorers. He's definitely got that goal-scoring poaching ability about him, which mm. I thought was interesting from this goal that he assisted for for yeah. Hamilton, was that he created and uh, looked really hungry. I mean, it's last chance saloon for him. And at 3.8 million, Scobie, he's maybe worth a punt. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I'm quite drawn to it. And I, you love seeing that when they come in and they're just playing with a bit of freedom to the start. It was a great run down there. He didn't do an awful lot of other stuff, but he must have only trained with them for about a day. So, um, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a good bit of business from Hamilton. And, and at least he stays in the Premiership, you know, for him. Definitely. You know, playing there. So, yeah. Um, another new signing, Ross County this time. Tony Andrew almost got the equaliser, hit the post. Um, but then it was big Jordan White, who they signed from Motherwell. That one, I must admit, uh, went under the radar a bit for me. Um, he scored following Naismith's cross and then he sets up Billy Mackay a couple minutes later for the winner. So, Big Jordan had a good, had a good night. Um, White, White and Mackay, that blended Scotch whiskey that we all like. I enjoyed brilliant. that uh, free headline. Uh, walked right into that one. My favourite part of this game, Scobie, was that Yogi made four, made four changes with 15 minutes to go when they were 1-0 down. And two of the subs that came on scored so White and Mackay, both substitutes came on, scored the goals to win. I mean, that is just brilliant football management, right? Fantastic. He's got them playing just, to, you know, it's classic Yogi football, but he's got them, they look so much more up for it. They look up for the fight now. Uh, Shaw's leading the line well. We've talked about him and Hilton looking good. I think Tony Andrews, a great person to bring back in, bit of experience, all their head on him. And just, you know, just bringing in people that he knows are going to work in his system and do a bit of a job for him. I think Naismith seems like quite an interesting player. Yeah. You know, if, if we get into the split territory, he's the kind of... Because that's that probably one thing to talk about, talking about these, these teams. We expect Ross County and Hamilton will be in the bottom six. How are we going to approach that when we get to the split? You don't need to answer that now, but, you know, mm. who... Because you, you're not going to have to... You, you're probably going to want those that are right at the front and those that are really scrapping. And those clean sheets and stuff are going to become so valuable. Yeah, six points separate sixth and eleventh in the Scottish Premiership just now. That is exciting. Fantastic. Fantastic. You know, we should be talking up our game about how exciting this relegation battle is going to be. You know, in the English Premiership, they're all talking about a title race. Man City won that thing two months ago. Move on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Liverpool can finish their dinner. They were embarrassment last night. Sorry, anyway. Yeah, off that. Um, <laughs> no, a real stinker for Hamilton. That um, a jobby, some might say. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, moving quickly on. Uh, next thing I want to talk about, John, St Mirren. Historic night 
for the Paisley Club. That, well, this was back on Saturday. This was in the first yeah. round of fixtures. They beat Celtic at Parkhead the first time in 31 years. We weren't even born the last time they did that, John. You know who was born? That one player from the St Mirren squad that was born when yeah. that last happened. It was Dennis, the goal scorer, the striker. Is he? Oh, yeah, yeah. Who is that? Four million, four million pounds in fantasy football Scotland. Yes. He was the only player of that team uh, that was alive when they last won. And the last time that St Mirren won at Parkhead was obviously 1990. And they won 3-0. And one of the goal scorers for St Mirren was Paul Lambert. Bloody hell. Started his career there, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Chris Dennis talking of... Open the score, and it's, he's got three quietly got three in his past six games now. He doesn't start all that often, so you never know what to make with someone like that. But that's pretty good in terms of the goal scoring of other strikers in this league at the moment. Um, that's pretty stand out. Well, again, against I don't know if you can answer, but against Hibbs, he started up front with Brophy. That's quite an electric uh, partnership. Yep, really like that. Um, a, a clever, a clever pair. Um, yeah, he, so he puts him in front, uh, for those of you who haven't seen it. Eddie levels things up. Edward was not really at his best in this game. thought he was better in the second game. We'll come on to that one. He levels it up. And then it was Ilkay Durmas, Turkish um, St. Mirren midfielder, who grabbed the winner um, after a bit more stand-up comedy from one half of the Chuckle Brothers. And that man, Shane Duffy. Uh, <laughs> I cannot wait for the end of the year highlight reel. It's just... It's just a thing of beauty. Um, but yeah, brilliant. Samirin, a real, a real bounce. And we'll talk about it for a minute. Um, the game they had midweek, I mean, it's completely changed my helmet gang. It's complete rush of blood to the head there. Comes out half spoiled. It's a really bad challenge. It's definitely a red. Mm-hmm. Just completely changes the game. Because even after that 2-1, I know you loved the goal that they scored that... Um, Stole that clean sheet from Hibbs. Uh, lovely move, wasn't it? Oh, it was absolutely sensational, Scobie. I mean, you know, and, and especially from a fantasy football Scotland perspective, got me really excited because you got McGrath, who we love. You know, Jamie McGrath, fantasy football Scotland legend. What's right the now. ball? He plays this amazing ball down the left-hand side. You've got Dylan Connolly, AFC Wimbledon legend, called out on this pod last week, running down the left wing. Like gas this beautiful pass in, and then big John Obika. I mean, I've got goosebumps talking about this goal. With the hairs are standing up at the back of my neck, just flies in with this finish, and it's just it's just poetry in motion, and it just sums up what Jim Goodwin's Saints are all about. He's got so much tactical flexibility. He's knocked both the arse cheeks out of the cup this season. I've just been really impressed with him, man. Ah, uh, but that sounds like a man that's about to bring John Abika in for this weekend. Let's <laughs> say you've been caught up. I've been there before. I had tears in my yeah. eyes watching it. <laughs> it was. It was, a hard, it was a hard one to finish that as well. He's gone full pelt, big man, you know, bobbling around in front of him, and he just, oh, cool as a cucumber, pops that one in the back of the net. Um, but yeah, a, a good week all in all for St. Mary. They're, they're just in every game. St. Mary and Livingston, just a joy to watch at the moment. Really enjoy both of them. Moving on, our team has turned around. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Motherwell. The Alexander reign is very much up and running. It's two wins and two draws. The only loss coming at the hands of runaway leaders, Rangers. Um, Devante Cole, another striker we love and certainly you love. He's like a man possessed right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's just he's just got that goal scorer's instinct. You know, a lot of his goals are from six yards out, but you know that's very difficult. And I mean, with this one, the creativity he has just to flick it with the back of his heel into the back of the net. I mean, yeah. not many strikers in this league have got that skill. I mean, that's like something that you would produce in a five side. Yeah, pitch, I mean, it is. It is. And it's just a different. You know, it's a step up there. Um, <laughs> these guys, uh, just you know, good to see. You know, credit where it's due. You were you were shouting about him, and you tweeted about him, and you were saying probably on the best value players there and he has, he has been um, yeah especially has, loves him. especially considering I think that Tony Watt has actually missed quite a lot of chances lately he's been missing some big chances uh, Devante Cole's been putting them away um, to Motherwell's benefit which is nice you know they've only lost one in the last five as you say Alexander yeah. seems to have things going 1-0 at Rangers as well it could have you know yeah yeah, exactly. It's only Rangers they've lost to. Gallagher was injured for this game, Scobie. You know, our Euros interest, a little bit of a shame. Yeah. Um, on a more positive note, I thought uh, Liam Cooper seems to have found his feet in the English Premiership for Leeds United. And he had a great one-on-one tackle this week with uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Um, it sort of got me excited for Wembley this summer, just seeing Coops have DCL on his back. <laughs> I like that complete segue, but, you know, and then we're on to the Euros. <laughs> So what was your spying eleven at the Euros, John? Do tell me. Uh, no, we'll save that for for another day. Um, yeah, and I was going to see on Devante Cole as well. Uh, Callum Lang's gone back to his parent club after the loans. It's sort of one less option as well up there from mm-hmm. other quite a few. Years. It certainly looks like Watt, Cole, um, Chris Long. They're the kind of three. Um, he plays provider for him. Long got the got the second. Um, word on Dundee United, we're not really going to go into any depth on them uh, in this section, but, you know, it's another loss. They had mm-hmm. Big Seagrass back. They did score, at least in this one. Um, but pretty miserable run of form, isn't it? Stinker, mate. They've got, what, three points in the last six games, no wins in eight. Basically, I know we're not meant to dive in, but I'll just give you a quick bit of chat. Like, Mickey Mellon's basically trying to shoehorn McNulty, Clark and Shankland, the three yeah. strikers up front together, and it's just not working. He needs to choose one. He needs to choose, choose two. Don't choose three. You know, he took Clark off at halftime for Pollitt in this game, and it, it made a big difference. Yeah. Uh, they got a goal back, but it wasn't enough. I know, because we, we were full of praise from the start of the year, and, and even at Christmas, even at the turn of the, turn of the year, um, but I think if you look back on it, there was a lot of draws. There wasn't an awful lot of goal scoring, and it was kind of like maybe flattering to deceive. You know, they were solid defensively, and as soon as that goes, you know, not in a good place. So they're going to have a tough time getting in that top six. And I would have, I would have uh, nailed them on at one point this season. Um, yeah. So yeah, but you know, hopefully they can turn it around. You rather have that slump now, and you've got still got time to do something about it. Uh, final word of Motherwell, though, I thought they did well to keep hold of Alan Campbell. I, I don't. I didn't really see him going, but there was people sniffing around him. I think it'll be the same again in the summer. He's a very good player. Um, but hopefully Alexander's insi- inspiring him to stay there for a bit more. We do like to see um, Scottish clubs hold on to their to their talents. Um, he's one of them. Um, right, pick of the games for me this week. So next team I'm going to go to John, St. Johnston. Um, the Saturday thriller in East Ayrshire. And it was just a remarkable turnaround. I'm going to just run down this game quickly for those of you who haven't seen it. This actually ended up being Alex Dyer's final game as Killy Boss. Um, Killy had a great first half, returning Nicky Kabamba with two assists, sets up the Angels' wonder Chris Burke for his seventh of the season, and then Tish Bola for the second. So they go in at halftime 2 0 up. But the Super Jays were not done there. Came out, and Guy Melamed was fantastic in this game. 
gets the first proper striker's goal um, to, to kind of tap that one in. It was a flick off from Kane. So again, that budding partnership continuing, hopefully. Uh, and then he gets a touch to set up, to set up the second one. Just, just clever player, little touches, uh, creating goals, creating opportunities, sets up Murray Davidson, who prods at home, 2-2. Um, and then he plays provider once again. So he sets up both the next goals, plays in Ali McCann. There's a great thumping sort of Steven Gerrard at his prime um, just lashing it into the bottom corner. Um, 3-2. Just great game of football. Great habit for the game. Um, what do you make so of much, So much excitement, Scobie. Yeah, you can't go over it. I mean, you're thinking, where have Kilmarnock produced this from? St. Johnson have been so tough at the back all season and all of a sudden they've been breached twice so quickly. And then they've been tricky going forward. They haven't, they haven't created enough going forward is what people have said. But this, that, Huge win in the League Cup semi-final against Hibs. You know, scoring that many goals on such a big stage has clearly given them a lot of confidence. Yeah. And the key, as you say, is Guy Melamed. This guy, you know, we've, we've been thinking for a while, you know, he's got a lot of pedigree where he's come from. And at 4.9 million in Fantasy Football Scotland, he's the striking option at St. Johnston I'd be looking at for sure. Yeah, 21 points in four games. Wow, that is... Like, you've really started to hit some now. Yeah. And, like, you look at St. Johnson's fixtures, right? Livingston, I think that'll be a great game because they both form teams. Uh, oh, so, we yeah. that one on Saturday. The weekend after, Sunday, they've got, they've got Celtic, who, as we said, have done not an awful lot to really reinforce themselves at the back. They are mm-hmm. still calamitous. And, and they were really dangerous in set pieces there. We saw that. So, they could cause them problems. It's, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's at home for them as well. I just fancy them. I just fancy them for an upset there. Um, and then I really like their march. I mean, they've got Hamilton and Ross County. Uh, and they've also got Hibs at home. So, Melamed should be on people's radars, I'd say. And also probably Kane as well. Yep. Yep. Great work um, that Calum Davidson's uh, finally doing and, you know, stepping out of Tommy Wright's shadow. Yep. And just a word on, I suppose, Kilmarnock, absolutely awful just now. You know, it's a shame to see Alex Dyer going. Yeah. Seems like a really nice guy, but the situation got so bad there. You've got to think maybe someone like Tommy Wright is the favourite for that Killy job. Nice, safe pair of hands to guide them to what's going to be, as we keep saying, a, you can't bet on this relegation battle. It could be anyone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, he's, he's, unfairly, I sort of see him as this, this Scottish Sam Allardyce. Uh, Northern Irish, Irish, don't worry. But um, you know, you can come in and keep them up and get the job done. Um, but I mean, it's so tight down there. I mean, I was just looking at it. if they win their game in hand, Kilmarnock, their level with St. Johnson, who we're sort of saying are having not a bad season, um, which just goes to show how tight it is. So a few, and I think you know, had they won that game, Dyer was saying it was a must win. If they had won that game, win the game in hand, they're up to sort of up and around six. So. Very tight, but I think they were going in the wrong direction for quite a long time. The football, um, the football was, was certainly illustrating that. So a couple more teams want to quickly fly through. Uh, Hibs, really strong double game week for Hibs. Two big wins, first over Dundee United. Again, the one I want to focus on a little bit. Jackson Irvin, I want to call it, he was fantastic in this game. Sets up both goals, uh, sets up McGregor and Boyle. Uh, I guess question on that is, is Irvin one that we think we might bring in? He's 4.3 million. Yeah, I mean, we've been waiting. We we've been waiting for this, haven't we? We've been waiting for that game score. We've been getting very excited about this signing from Hibbs, and rightly so. And he's delivered now with two assists, which shows he can deliver and be relevant in fantasy football Scotland. 
So him for me in midfield and at 4.3 million, considerably cheaper than Martin Boyle, say. It's really interesting as well what's going on. Obviously, Kevin Nisbet handed a transfer win, uh, request in to try and get out of the club, to try and go to Birmingham City, to join Sam Cosgrove up front. Didn't get it through. Wasn't involved in either of these games or starting in either of these games. Looks like Christian Deutsch is now got the the nod up front again. So for Hibs, I think there's a lot of question marks there. So I think it's time to move away from Hibs strikers and move into Hibs midfielders and your man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, the Nisbet thing, strange situation, throws his toys out the pram, does uh, does we Kevin, as he's known um, by Ian Finlay. Um, it's, um, you know, it's it's one of those, maybe they just give him a couple of games off. He now knows he's going to be there to the end of the season. He's got to get his head down. He's got to think about the Euros and play. Um, but Hibs are certainly back in four. Um, and I like them. I brought in Marciano and um, McGinn. Uh, you know, I've taken the hit, kind of bringing them in and, you know, delivered almost two clean sheets. It would be even nicer, but a clean sheet and good performances. So, uh, well, yeah, Hibs have turned it around. And then last of one, well, finish, I'm just sorry, can I just jump in on Hibs? Sorry. Oh, one yes, sorry. I was going to say, it just found like an interesting stat. So they've been way better away from home this season than at home. They've yeah. got 29 points away from home and only 17 at home. So almost, almost double from the same amount of games. And this weekend they're at home to Aberdeen. Oh, it's a tasty fixture that. It is. Could have big implications for the for the seeing out the seeing out the season. Look forward to that one as well. We've got some good games this weekend. Uh, final team to talk about just quickly um, was Celtic. I know we've talked about Celtic quite a lot, so um, we've already talked about Samir and humiliating them at home, uh, further humiliation. But they did kind of put things right uh, against Kilmarnock, managerless Kilmarnock on Tuesday night. The reason I kind of want to focus on it is because they do have other game double game weeks coming up and I think we do, you know, we can't lose faith. I think there's some really good signs actually coming out there. Lots of people brought in Edward. Um, I was one of them. Um, some people triple captained him. Well done to those of you who did. Um, Two goals there, three goals total in the double game week. Um, he was suspiciously offside in his second goal. So I don't think that was. Um, but yeah, he's playing well. And then what's even better news for fantasy football Scott managers is that Turnbull's creating a lot. So Turnbull had a couple of assists in this one as well. Um, so with that in mind, with Lennon's comments about Griffiths at the weekend, saying that basically he's not in good enough shape. Uh, it sounds like they've had a bit of a fallout. Um, in that sort of love-hate relationship they have. And a Jetty scoring uh, his first goal since September. Couldn't believe that when I, when I heard that stat. Swore he was still buying them in in November. But yes, a Jetty's first goal since September. Is Griffiths resigned to the bench again? Well, you, you would think that, but a Jetty's now just been charged for a simulation in the, for the penalty. So he's, he's now going to be suspended. Okay. So I think it's definitely Edward has got to be in the team. I will be getting him in and probably triple captaining him this weekend is my is my uh, plan. Double game week coming up. Might as well use my chips. Bit of fun. Yeah, I think Griffiths, you just can't at six point whatever million he is. I don't think you can have a Lee Griffiths in your team that Lennon's come out and made those comments. There's, there's so many, many better options, strike force options in fantasy football Scotland. And we'll maybe come on to him in part three because there's yeah. been quite a question about that. Um, but yeah, I say Griffiths no longer relevant. I totally agree. I thought Turnbull looked great. His corners are brilliant. Maybe mm. we could do with them in the Scotland team 
it'd be great. Oh, oh, I think he's got to absolutely be in consideration. The way he's playing and the way the fact he's playing next to McGregor, I mean, he's clearly playing a lot better, no different positions than Christie at the moment. Um, Turnbull, McGregor, Jack, I wouldn't hate that, you know. Uh, I know we've also got McGinn in there, you know, but there's there's, there's options, there's options. Um, and I, I worry on, I think final thing on Griffiths that you do just wonder um, where that leaves him. You know, we we presume Lennon goes in the summer, um, somebody else comes in. You just feel like he's probably going to be on his way out um, at the end of this season, Griffiths. Um, do you so, think that's his time done at Celtic? Yeah. Uh, and that is it, I think. Kind of covered it off. Uh, part two in the can. Welcome back to part three of this week's Fantasy Fitbar pod. Listeners, there are only six games until the league splits in two. Wow, where has this season gone, Scobie? I know. I know, it's nuts. It's nuts. Time flies when you're having fun, eh? And as a reminder, when the league splits in two, you get another wild card. Booyah! So that's exciting. Very. So... This is the part, as always, where we go through the Twistsphere and ask questions. No, the Twistsphere asks us questions and we give answers. Uh, one time we should do that. We'll just post some questions on Twitter. <laughs> Same way for reply. Very good. Okay, we've not talked about Livingston yet on this podcast. So FPL Royalty, thanks again, Touch Mate, has asked us which of the Livy Galacticos should we target and how many? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Such a good question. Well, uh, it's a good question. It's a pertinent one as well. So I've got Pittman and Mullen. Um, and I'll throw back to when I was bringing Pittman in. And I was between Pittman and Robinson. And you told me Robinson wasn't starting an awful lot. So I should go with Pittman. Now, Pittman has been all right. So I'll let you away with it. But Robinson's been fantastic. So I am going to, I think, bring him in for Ryan Hedges this week. I think Robinson is the one. I don't have a Livingston defender, though. Um, so I don't know what's your thoughts John well I think you know John Guffrey picked up an injury uh, over the weekend so he's a potential doubt mm-hmm. so I wouldn't get him in right now Nicky Devlin who scored that excellent header at uh, from Josh Mullen can we just have a say that Josh Mullen has the best delivery in Europe hands down no one has anything better David Turnbull's maybe second <laughs> what a wand of a right foot that boy's got <laughs> I'd say Nicky Devlin I'd say Josh Mullen uh, in midfield because he's pretty cheap. And then I have got Robbo as well. So there you go. Yeah, it's a good one. Julian Serrano is probably the only other one I'd put in the mix there. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah, yeah. If you wanted he- to bring him in, he's like 2.4 million too. Um, but yeah, the Galacticos. And I think I, I think I was seeing a bit of chatter on Twitter. Um, maybe in Sussie was talking about it. And pe- people saying that, you know, I think that's not a bad theory to think. Um, Libby don't need to rest players before the cup final. They can they can potentially play them all the way up. They've got eight days before the between their last league game mm. and then the cup final, and then they've got Rangers after. So actually, that's maybe the one you you rest people in. So yeah, good thinking. Thanks for that, Sati. Um, always on the mark with your analysis. Superb. Uh, moving on, the keeping on the Livy theme, Katie's got in touch again, and this was the striker question, Scobie, that I was trying to allude to in part two, so we can answer it now. She's basically looking for a suitable replacement for Lee Griffiths, who have we have said, if he's in your team, sell him. 
She's already got Edward, like I'm sure a lot of managers do, and three Rangers players. So we can't have Edward. We can't have any Rangers players. What strikers are top of your hit list for additions? Who do you have, Scooby? Who do I have? I've got I've got Edward, Pittman, and Nisbet at the moment. But I'm thinking about potentially making a change up there too. Guy Melamed, as I've just said, I think is yeah. got to be on everybody's list. Definitely think Melamed. Um. If Doyle's just going to be playing more than um, Nisbet and Hibs are back into form, then you consider him. The, other, the third name I'm going to stick in there, this is a bit rash. Killy have got quite a nice double game week coming up. Kabamba's playing, Kabamba's playing again to assists. Am I getting drawn into... Uh, oh, I mean, Scobie, I love Nicky Kabamba as much as the next man, but you're talking absolute shite there. Devontae Cole is a must-have for any fantasy football Scotland manager as well, so get him in your team. Nicky Kabamba. I think we're going to have to make I think Kabamba. Kabamba. I think Kabamba scores two goals this game week. <laughs> I oh, do I just really think... Right, we'll wait and see. Well, you'll have to tune in next time. I, I just have a feeling... Uh, Donny Robertson has got in touch um, he's asked for those of us still to use triple captain do you have any suggestions that might help over the next few double game weeks I do Donny I say use Edward this week <laughs> see I thought I was coming on the pod with a bold suggestion that I was going to go I'm, I'm going to do a triple captain Edward and you've already told me you're doing it so uh, yeah I agree I mean there is other opportunities to do it isn't there but when he scores goals, they tend to come as a, yeah. come as a wave. So, exactly. Uh, yeah, I fancy him. I fancy him. I fancy the way they're playing, and I fancy him for, for it. So stick on the triple captain this week. Let's all do it. Let's do it. And then final question this week, Scobie, is from our good friend, Danny Nielsen, at Briggs all the way. He has asked, what is the most awkward time you have been for a jobby, and did you announce it on your return? <laughs> Well, Danny knows very well that I awkwardly went to the toilet during that night in Istanbul, the famous Liverpool AC Milan Champions League final, and it produced some magic, which did lead to goals. Um, so that would be my... And I, but I, don't, I think everyone was going so mental by the time I got back, I never got to tell them. Yeah. And we, we made you go away again to yeah. try and repeat said magic. To summon up another goal. <laughs> With a jo- I don't think I've said the word jobby this many times since I was about seven. As I have on this pod. Oh, who are you kidding, Scooby? You're not that sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they sacked him, man. It's a travesty. Surely another club's hiring him. It's fantastic. It uh, anyway, John, we'll have we look at the league leaderboard. Please do. Right. Big week. Lots of points, as I say. Um, so I find myself in 13th. You're in 18th. We're close. We're close to each other there. But the big news, top scorer in Game Week 27 was our friend Gunnar Lemmerman. His loss, Pimonentoneros. Wow. With 129 points. Massive score. And he is now our league leader. He has overtaken Andrea when he loses a draw. He was holding up the, the, the league there for a long time uh, and is now the league leader. So, well done, Gunnar. Fantastic yeah. scoring. Um, That's great scoring. I mean, he had Strijek in goals. I've got two clean sheets. Marciano at Hibs, good points. Edward Weiss, 
Very, very impressive. Just the perfect team. Nailed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, All right. Well, an exciting week ahead. Um, quite a few more fixtures to cover. And there's yeah. no stopping. We're, 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 we're on until March. I don't think there's an international cup break until a bit March. So a lot more football to come. Stuck with us till then, listeners. As always, I'll just try and remind you to please follow us at FitbitPod on Twitter and leave us a review on any of the platforms that you are kindly listening to us on. Your support means so, so much, especially at this stage of the season where we are slogging away. <laughs> all right, guys, all the best for the coming game week. We will speak to you next week. Bye.